Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios presented by your local Hyundai dealers. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Good morning on this beautiful Saturday. You've got Sports Radio 670, the score. Well, the run ended in week five. Our first losing week in the Circus Sports Million with a 2-3 and three record, so we're in need of a bounce back. And I like the way this card is shaping up. Uh, so much injury news to monitor all week long, and with that comes line movement. Trying to determine which moves are based off injuries, which are due to respected or sharp money in the sports betting market, and which ones are professional bettors. Doing setups, getting the number exactly where they want before coming in heavy on the other side. Every half point on the side in totals, every yard on the props means so much. Thursday, perfect example. Eagles score with 554 left and convert the two-pointer. Troy Aikman wasn't happy, but they went for two. They did the right thing, and they got it. Tampa was covering, but after that two, now Philly's covering. Bucks have the ball inside the Eagles' 10, two and a half minutes left. Had the Bucks scored on a field goal or touchdown, it's Tampa and the over. Instead, a few kneel downs later, it's Philadelphia and the under. Brady over rushing yards was in the house. People that bet it thought they had a winning ticket. Kneel downs at the very end made it under. Hertz and Sanders combined rushing yards. 100 in the hook. They finished with 100. Bunch of boosters involving Brady 300-plus passing yards. He finished with 297. Man, they're good. They're really good. Eagles team total 22.5. They scored 22, and there was a late missed field goal. Wild in Thursday night. We'll see if we have some of those uh, bad beats coming up for the rest of the week. Again, every half point, every half yard matters in betting the NFL. Now to tomorrow for the Bears and Packers on the lakefront line movement late in the week. And it really started on Thursday after the injury reports were released. It was Green Bay minus four and a half, then bumped to five and a half on Thursday and up to Green Bay minus six on Friday morning. Friday afternoon, we got those final injury reports. Mack did not practice all week, listed as questionable. Hicks and A-Rob were limited at practice. We don't know if they participated a bunch or just a couple of snaps. Hicks and A-Rob, like Mac, also questionable for the game. We need to break down this matchup. 
so you know I got to bring in my guy, Horvy, big Packers fan, at Ryan Horvat on Twitter. He co-hosts Bet MGM tonight. He has to deal with Quentin Mayo, Trista Crick on that show. Uh, Horvy, just a quick pro tip for you. In the Twitter account, you should probably link your show Twitter account instead of at BetMGM. Wait a minute here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 be fair here. Okay. So the Twitter account, uh-huh. Twitter handle, whatever the hell you call it, was created while I was gone. So when I, I know got, when I got back, there was the new Twitter handle. So I haven't exactly I, I haven't had time to do it. I will do that as soon as we get off, <laughs> as soon as we uh, end this. I'll rush over to social media, to Twitter, to change that in the bio. Though I, I did see that, and I, I got the follow from your show's account. I don't know who's running that account. I was like, ah, I didn't know if I should give the follow back. I mean, you don't even have it in your profile, so I wasn't sure. Are you even following the account? I don't know. Uh, I am. I am okay. following the account. I think I was like one of the first followers to oh. the account. So I do follow it, <laughs> and I will add it to the bio. So if anybody gives me a follow right immediately after this uh, interview here and we give out the picks, then uh, I will have it attached, I promise. Uh, All right, well, Ryan, the important account is at Ryan Horvat. I'm at Joe0670, at Joe0670. Man, we've got to rattle through a bunch of games, but you know where we're starting. We're starting with meeting number 203, Bears and the Packers, Green Bay, your team, not looking as hot. It was interesting last week. There was so much sharp money coming in on Cincinnati, and Cincinnati probably should have won that game. Uh, your pack victorious in overtime by a field goal, despite the fact that Mason Crosby missed about 18 field goal attempts in that game. I'll, I'll tell you, let, let's start here because I think it's so vital in this game, uh, especially, in, well, it's it's now it's vital on both sides, actually. Looks like your offensive line is getting healthier. Not the defense yet with the most impactful players, but your O-line is getting healthier. How much do you think that will help Rodgers? Yeah, and you know what's crazy is that even with the O-line beat up, like, okay, so going into the season, you knew there wasn't going to be any David Bakhtiari, at least for the first, what, like six to seven weeks, he was going to be on the pup list coming off a torn ACL because he tore it so late in the season. Uh, actually right before the bears week. And then you were like, okay, well, we feel all right still about the offensive line, even though you lose Corey Lindsley, who's now in Los Angeles a year ago, you lost Brian Balaga. The one thing green Bay has been able to do, and I give a lot of credit to their offensive line coach, Adam Stenovich, who's tremendous is that they just draft these dudes and they just plug them in like literally wherever Elton Jenkins is one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Like his rookie year didn't give up a sack last year only gives up one sack. He could play anywhere. He's a guard, but he could play tackle. You know, his best position is actually center, but they're not going to use him there. Uh, And then he was out. So I do think that that'll help Aaron Rodgers, but that really hasn't been the issue. Like even when Aaron Rodgers does get sacked or when he does get hit, usually that's on him because he still does have that tendency to hang on to the ball a little bit too long when he's looking for the big play down the field. Now that's, you know, helped with Matt LaFleur taking over, calling the plays. Everything is like pre-snap motion, play action. They actually run the football where Mike McCarthy didn't even realize he had Aaron Jones on the roster until like week nine of his final season. That's usually when Aaron Rodgers finds himself in trouble. So I do think it'll help, but the offensive line has actually been pretty solid, even with all the injuries. Defensively, like you brought it up, that's my question mark with this team because you lose the Darius Smith. There goes your double-digit sack guy on a team that already doesn't get after the quarterback. Look at those two losses to Tampa Bay last year, including the one in the NFC title game. They didn't sack Tom Brady once. They got after him one time, and it was a face mask call on Rashawn Gary in the regular season. 
But the biggest injury for them, obviously, Jair Alexander, man. I think he's a top five corner in the league. Like that's No even, doubt. No that's doubt he is. He's saying that as a homer. Like, yeah, look at statistically every single week, I play the same player props, man. Kelvin Ridley, it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, Justin Jefferson, whatever receiver Jair is going to be shadowing when he's healthy, you play that dude under receptions. Three and a half, four and a half, doesn't matter what the number is. Jair is a shutdown corner. Nobody does anything against him. Now, you don't know if he's even coming back this season with this AC joint shoulder injury, whatever he's dealing with. Like, he's on the IR, but he's not going to have surgery, so they're expecting him maybe to come back. Those injuries are huge. So that's my concern about this team is defensively, not so much the offensive line. Matt LaFleur, 4-0 against the spread against this Bears in his time up in Green Bay. The Bears are the biggest under team in the NFL. There are a number of teams that are 4-1 and one to the under. Bears, one of them, but they're going under by the most, under by 7.8 points per game so far this season. What, what I'm trying to get a grasp on is these injuries across the league, not just what's happening with the Bears. When I see DNPs in the middle of the week, I don't know what we should take seriously. It feels like with the extra game added this season, we are seeing more and more Veterans Days throughout the league, so you don't know how legit some of these injuries are. Uh, Horvey, I don't know about you, but something I was not expecting is brand new Defensive coordinator, first time calling plays, Sean Desai of the Bears after five games to have a top five defense. That's what they are, DVOA. Bears number five, football outsiders, defensive DVOA. They're number four DVOA against the pass. They're number six EPA per play. Very impressive. And it starts with Jalen Johnson. The only thing is, well, tough ass this week. Here's Devontae Adams because he takes apart every cornerback he goes up against. Yeah, any corner that he goes up against. I mean, you even saw what he did to Jalen Ramsey last year in the playoffs, and that's Jalen Ramsey. And the thing about Devontae, man, like he was already scary, even with somebody like Mike McCarthy calling the plays. Even the year that Rodgers was injured and Brett Hundley was throwing him the football, he was the only guy that produced. And now it's even scarier because they move him around. Like Matt LaFleur's like, oh, this guy doesn't just have to sit here and try to beat you from the outside. We could put him in the slot. I think Devontae is going to eat. Uh, regardless of who's on them. And like you said, like I had to go back. I, I go back and watch every single game. That's the beautiful thing about Game Pass is you can watch the condensed version and you can watch like 25, 30 minutes of each game. I'm actually surprised at how good the Bears have looked defensively because like the first couple of weeks, I thought they were going to be a disaster this year. Or maybe that we were overhyping them a little bit. They could get after the quarterback. If they're able to get after Aaron Rodgers, it could be a long day for Green Bay. If I'm Green Bay... This is not an Aaron Rodgers day. This isn't like 27-year-old Aaron Rodgers like going into Soldier Field to play the mm -hmm. Bears. This has to be a huge A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones game. If you're playing props, stay away from Rodgers this week. Focus on A.J. Dillon. He's going to have to get double-digit carries in this game. That's how I would look to beat the Bears because they are tough defensively. Um, you know, still some struggles in the secondary, but I feel like that's every team in the league right now. Well, I, I think it's the same situation for the Bears. I mean, do you want to have fields out there, try to keep pace with Rodgers in the scoreboard? I don't think so. Right. And, and you mentioned that's how you attack Green Bay via the run. Bears yeah. did it last week against the Raiders. Uh, the uh, Packers defense under Joe Barry. I hope you're happy now. Number 29, rush defense DVOA. Rush success rate on D. They're also 29th in the league. Uh, Bears, though, down to RB number three. Khalil Herbert's going to be the dude. Uh, he looked pretty good, though, in that Raiders game. So I was expecting him to get more run anyways. Uh, but don't you agree, though, uh, with Bill Lazor calling the plays, Bears going for the third consecutive win. Don't worry that 
their yards per play is at the bottom. Many offensive metrics near the bottom. Because since Laser took over over the last couple of games, they haven't been asking Fields to do too much. I don't think you do that uh, in this spot either. No. And I mean, I hate the term game manager, but that is what Justin Fields is doing right now, man. Like watching these games as he's learning on the fly and they're not asking him to do a whole lot. And he's taking care of the football. He doesn't have one turnover worthy throw since taking over, you know, starting quarterback. That's all that they're doing is just kind of asking him to manage the game. They're running the football. And that's why when this number came out, I was like, I have to play Chicago. Like just looking at this number, I have to play the bears in this spot. I think green Bay wins the game, but I think that the bears could cover Mm -hmm. this number. I'm going to be honest, man. The bears may be live in this spot with the injuries that green Bay is facing, you know, they, they may be live in this spot, but usually I would take them with this number, but if I'm getting Aaron Rodgers under a touchdown, I just like, this is the one trend 26 games since Rodgers has been starting quarterback, right? They're 21 and five straight up. What are they like 19 and seven against the spread? It's really tough to not back Aaron Rodgers If you're giving me anything less than seven points, but looking at this number, if the bears actually commit to running the football, which I feel good about if Matt Nagy is not calling the plays, I think they can <laughs> close and I think they're live, but it's just, it's so hard for me to go against the trend of Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. But the one thing that would make me feel a little bit better if I did have a Bears ticket or if I'm a Bears fan mm. is it's a new era and you got a new dude calling the plays because like that was my problem with them the last couple of years. Like David Montgomery would be ripping off like five, six yards per carry against Green Bay. And Nagy would be like, hey, let's drop Trubisky back 30, 32 times, you know, 20 times in the second half when the game's still close. It never made sense. Like commit to the run and you probably could have beat Green Bay a couple of those times. Now that you got a new play caller, maybe they keep it within. Um, I'm staying away. Ryan, if the Bears are live in this spot, you should go ahead and bet them right now to win the division. I know it gets tough later on with the schedule, but you can find them at around plus 650, plus 750 in some spots. Why are they the third favorite to win the division when the winner of this game is going to hold first place in, in the North? You know what? And seriously, and I can't believe that this game's for first place in the North because like after week two, <laughs> after week two, man, of like yeah. Andy Dalton listening to this station right here back home, everybody was like ready to jump off a cliff, man. Everybody was like, okay, Nagy's gone. Now you're three and two and this game is for first place. The only other bet besides Green Bay, and there's no, I mean, let's be honest, like there's no value in betting Green Bay right now. You should have did that when you didn't know if Aaron Rodgers was going to be the starting quarterback and maybe there was the outside shot that Jordan Love was going to be taken over and Rodgers would be in Denver or something. But the only other team worth backing would be the Bears because I got a spoiler alert. Minnesota is not going to figure it out. Kirk Cousins Cousins is actually playing well this year, man. Like offensively, they're all right, but... They are a mess, and I will be shocked if Mike Zimmer's the head coach there next year. Did you see even, like, after they came back and won that game, him and Kirk Cousins shoving each other? That didn't seem like a, hey, we just pulled this one out, friendly, like, Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers type deal. That was like, these guys really legitimately hate each other, and it's not going to end well for Minnesota. It was underneath. Yeah, yeah, they're showing their true colors just a little bit right there. So it sounds like we're in agreement that if you're playing the side, you should take the points. And based off game script, what we explained for both sides, you should look at the under, right? 
Yep. Yeah. I feel like it's it's the under or nothing as far as this total for me. I mean, I I because like I said, man, I think that both teams are going to look to run the football. It's either like, and especially if you're gonna play the Bears in this spot, they have to run the football. Even without Jair Alexander in that secondary, Eric Stokes has looked really good, even as a rookie. I, I think there's some matchups to take advantage of the inside the linebackers for Green Bay. I, I do think that the Bears are live in this spot, but I couldn't do it. My rule is I never bet against Green Bay. How is Kevin King still on this roster? I'm How sure is he in the league? How is I'm league? sure you've asked the, your, yourself that question many, many times. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, The Score. My guest, Ryan Horvat, Bet MGM tonight on the BetQL network. I've got BetQL daily, 8 to 11 a.m. Horvy has Bet MGM tonight. That's 6 to 10, right? Yes, sir. It's like right. 6 to 10 Central Time, 7 to 11 Eastern. I'm still trying to like... You know, I being, know, being from, you know, Joliet in the Midwest, my entire, like, I'm still <laughs> trying to get used that one hour, man. Honestly, that one hour, like I never sleep now. Like, for example, uh, Thursday night, you know, I'm trying to figure out who's going to the NLCS. I got to stay up to 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. for these baseball games, man. Yep. That's why I had to double check on the time. I'm just making sure because you just drive yourself nuts. Wait, is it Eastern or is it Central? I was like, wait, is he five to nine Central or six to ten? Uh, but I check you guys out on a regular basis. PointsBet is offering no-juice spreads on NFL games through the month of October. What does that mean? Plus 100 odds on all games. Yeah, you bet 100 to win 100. It's listed 48 hours before kickoff. Stop burning money with other books. Sign up with PointsBet today. Ryan, stay right there. It's not just Bears-Packers. We need to give our early odds people our favorite looks for the rest of week six. That's next. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings at 8 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. The Score listener line is open 24-7-365 and powered by BetQL, BetSmarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Welcome back. Early odds on 670 The Score. I'm Joe Ostrowski here every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m. My guest this week is Ryan Horvath. Host of Bet MGM tonight, 6 to 10 p.m. on the BetQL network. That's weekdays, and you can hear it on 105.9 FM HD2 or the Odyssey app. And I host BetQL daily on that very same network, 8 to 11 a.m. Horvy, we've got to roll through some games. We gave the full breakdown on Bears, Packers. Let's rattle through the rest of this week six NFL card. Take us anywhere you want. All right, let's start with the one game, the game that I played immediately. Uh, I did something that I really, really, really never do, and I jumped on a favorite on the money line. Right now, I mean, you're going to find the Browns anywhere from, what, three to three and a half. There were some two and a halves when it opened up. I just jumped on the Browns on the money line, minus 144, man. It's hard to say this is a must-win game for the Browns, but they're at home and they're three and two. I I mean, as you know, like the AFC is the real deal right now. You got Mm -hmm. Baltimore, who looks great. Kansas City may not even make the playoffs this year. I mean, we all expect them to get right, but right now, defensively, they're an absolute nightmare. And I don't know that Mahomes is going to be able to hang 40 every single week, especially with no running game. The Bills, I think, are the real deal. The Chargers are the real deal. Good call on them, by the way. I thought they were a year away from being a year away. I love Justin Herbert. I did not see them being this good this early on. Um, They are the real deal, though. I think this is almost like a must-win spot for the Browns. Cardinals off to a great start. Obviously nobody expected them to be the only undefeated team. I love what they have on the offensive side of the ball, but like this year, 
I couldn't do anything with the win total because I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. I thought there was a chance maybe he'd be looking for work at the end of the season. Instead, yeah. they're undefeated. It now is where we find out if the Cardinals are contenders or pretenders, man, because Kyler's dealing with an injury and Kyler's off to this MVP type start, but he was the last couple of years until he got injured. Now uh-huh. we saw in that last game, like he looked very uncomfortable with that shoulder injury when they showed him on the sideline. Give me the Browns. I think the Browns are the better team. I still think the Browns are legit Super Bowl contenders despite those two losses. Legitimately, man, they should have bought, they should have won both of those games. They should have beat Kansas City, and they should have won last week against the Chargers. That game, I mean, granted, it was a tremendous watch, especially if you were on the over. Oh, that's brutal. I was on the Browns. <laughs> they should have won that game, man. Uh, yeah. I do like the Browns in this spot. I think they're going to be able to run the football. I mean, both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are averaging over five yards per carry. So I do like the Browns to beat the Cardinals and hand them uh, their first loss. Uh, I'd probably still play it at three if I didn't jump on the money line early because last I saw it was like minus 175. But I do like the Browns to win at home against Arizona. Well, you hit on all the talking points, and we are on the same page here. I'm all over uh, Cleveland Browns. I feel lucky that I got it in the circuit contest at minus three before it, it bumped up. But you're right about the whole Kyler injury situation, and that's when the line started to move earlier on in the week. And let's not forget about some of the other injuries. He lost his center, Rodney Hudson, always very impactful. Tight end Max Williams contributing to the offense. You're right about Cleveland, as crazy as that is. Uh, they've lost to a couple Super Bowl contenders, and then they're in a, they're in a tough spot because they don't want to get the third loss this early in the season. Injury stuff, glad that Wills is back on the offensive line. He's huge. Uh, Greedy Williams, I mean, he's number two, according to PFF, in pass coverage. Miles Garrett, he's the favorite for defensive player of the year. The only question that we have is about Baker. But I, I think Stefanski's going to continue to put him in a position to succeed. Browns are going to win this game, and they're going to cover the spread. We are 100% in agreement. Uh, let's move to another matchup. This one I find fascinating. Which Raiders team is going to show up? Is it the one that we saw at the start of the season, or is it the one that we saw last week sleeping through that matchup against the Bears when they were a complete no-show And we found out that their head coach, John Gruden, was dead man walking. Now, not only do they lose their head coach, but they also lose their play caller. So what happens to the line? The look ahead was two and a half. It opens three. And now we're past the key number of three. And we're at Denver minus three and a half at home. Denver favored by more than a field goal after losing to Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Their three wins, bum slayers, Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. We know they have a great defense, but what are they going to do offensively? They've had some uh, trouble scoring over the last couple of weeks. I think the Raiders are going to be all right. This is a great bounce-back spot after last week's embarrassing loss. I expect them to rally the troops. They have a veteran coaching staff. Greg Olson's going to be calling the plays. He's been doing this forever, and it's not like John Gruden was doing a great job to start the season. The least amount of play action in the NFL – Uh, with Gruden calling the plays. And there are some players that really stand out on defense. I mean, Max Crosby lives in the backfield. Uh, Casey Hayward doing a great job in the secondary this season. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders go to Denver and win outright. How about you? 
Yeah, uh, you got to play the Raiders here in this spot, especially when it moved past the key number. And if you could get the three and a half, I think you have to take Las Vegas in this spot. And that's coming from me. And I was actually higher than the market on the Denver Broncos, especially when I found out that Teddy was going to be the starting quarterback. I did play the season win total over just because I looked at those first couple of weeks of the season, man. And I was like, okay, you get three wins out of the gate. And then, you know, the back half of the schedule, I think, sets up pretty nicely. Now I obviously have a little bit of I have some concerns. In fact, I had concerns like as soon as Jerry Judy went down. But I mean, like the version of Teddy that we saw early on in the season was a very good version of Teddy where he wasn't just like dinking and dunking down the field. He was actually pushing the ball downfield defensively. They were getting after the quarterback. They looked good in the secondary. But Last couple of weeks, I think they've come back down to earth a little bit. Obviously, like last week, I had to fade the Raiders. And I was talking about this with people. Everybody thought I was crazy. And I was like, I am I am going to take the Bears to win this game outright. Yeah. Just with Gruden stuff going down. Now, I didn't know that he was obviously going to lose his job. I kind of thought that it was trending in that direction. But just like in that spot, you had to bet against them. And now here in this spot, you have to take them. Because now he's gone. That distraction's gone. You know, and, I, and I'm not saying that's not a tough spot for that locker room, especially for like some of those dudes, like, you know, like for Derek Carr, who was getting off to obviously a ridiculous start this season, like his yeah. first couple games of the season, he looked like an MVP candidate. They were putting up crazy type numbers, like over 500 yards per game. But here I do like them. I think they win this game outright, to be honest with you. It, I mean, it's always hard to back a road team in Denver. It's a tough spot. But if you're getting like plus 160, plus 150 with Vegas, it's worth a sprinkle, I think. Uh, with Ryan Horvat of the BetQL Network, I'm Joe Ostrowski of the BetQL Network and right here on 670 The Score. Uh, Horvy, I know you've got some college plays saved up for me that you want to get on the, uh, on the air here. Give me two more NFL sides, two more. All right, I'll give you two more NFL sides. So I am going to do something really gross because I'm going to be up very early on Sunday morning. I am going to back Urban Meyer. In the Jags on Sunday morning. I did get the hook. I know I am. I know, man. Like Miami offensively is a tough watch right now with Joe with uh, Jacoby Brissett. And I'm a Jacoby Brissett defender apologist, I guess you could call me, because he's won me a lot of money in his career against the spread. Not only when he was in New England for that short period of time and made those couple starts when he was in Indianapolis. And now here again in this spot with Miami the first couple of weeks. But Miami, surprisingly, not a good football team, man. Uh, Brian Flores, offensively, they have no clue what they're doing. They're one and four. Now the Jags are atrocious, but I think they are going to win a game this season. And I don't know that they win this game outright. It's the London game. It gets weird at 9.30 a.m. Um, I think the Jags are going to keep this game close. Trevor Lawrence is such a weird quarterback to watch because when he's not being pressured, he looks great. Uh, when he's being pressured, he doesn't even look like a rookie quarterback. You know, Zach Wilson's had some bad moments, but when Trevor Lawrence is being blitzed, he looks just brutal, man, like terrible. He's tough to back, uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to take the Jags to cover, and then I'm going to take Minnesota. I hate that I'm doing it. I just got done ripping into him a couple minutes ago saying I think Mike Zimmer is going to lose his job or just quit on the team, um, but I like them in this spot. On the road, taking on Carolina. I played Carolina season win total over. Loved them defensively, uh, especially at the start of the season, man. Sam Darnold looked great. He wasn't turning the ball over. Then I feel like we saw the real version of Sam Darnold. I still think Sam Darnold's a serviceable NFL quarterback, especially being away from Adam Gase, but he's turning the ball over now. And I think the biggest problem with them, not that this is really a hot take or anything, Christian McCaffrey is the most important piece in that offense. Like that's mm -hmm. 70% of your offense. You know, he's not only just carrying the ball 15 to 20 times a game, 
he's going to catch 70 to 75 balls when he's healthy and actually play 17 games as well. I think they're really starting to miss him. I think this line stinks. Give me uh, Minnesota to win this one outright on the road against Carolina. I just jumped on the money line. At the time, it was minus 115. I think last I saw it was up to minus 130. I hate betting against Carolina, man, because I need them to win eight games, but I'm doing it this week with Minnesota. Well, I'm certainly not betting on Sam Darnold. That one hurt me last week, and you're yep, right. You, you see the difference over the last couple of weeks without Christian McCaffrey. And Darnold, you know, you talk about a quarterback – that is just Jekyll and Hyde. First half, he's all right. He's pretty good, actually, yep. at times. And then the second half, like, he's horrendous. And we saw that on display uh, last week against the Eagles. You know, Sunday morning, I'm not going to hate on that, betting the London game. I understand it. Just take the dog here. Um, sure, that could happen. It's kind of like their second home over in London. Yeah. You know, the Tua stuff, maybe I was off. I, I thought Brissett, Tua, not much of a difference. But Brissett was so terrible that may, maybe Tua is a slight upgrade, but the Miami Dolphins, the way they're playing right now, they should not be favored by a full field goal over anyone. And looking at the numbers, I was surprised how efficient this Jaguars rushing attack is. I know they're usually down yep. by a couple of scores, but the rushing attack, wait, they drafted ETN, right? Good thing. Yep. Injured all year. But uh, they've been great with James Robinson. We know we're going to have spikes throughout the season with Trevor Lawrence where you see him taking some big strides. So it, it certainly could be a spot this week. I don't hate that play at all. Yeah, that's the one thing that they're able to do, man, run the football. Urban just needs to commit to actually running the football. He had that quote at his press conference this week uh, earlier on where he was like, we want to average 250 yards on the ground and 250 yards through the air. And I was like, dude, this is not the big Ten. This isn't Ohio State. You're not playing Toledo. You're not going up against Minnesota. And the guy is, I'll be shocked if he's the head coach next year. But I do like but, them in the spot, man. What could go wrong? One more thing before we get to the college quickly. I know you like the Indianapolis Colts. And yep. it sounds a little crazy, short week. But completely overshadowed from Monday night. Wentz was awesome. That was the best Wentz we've seen in a very long time. And anecdotally, every square better I know is looking at Davis Mills last week, what he did against Belichick's defense, and saying, give me the Texans plus 10. That's all I'm saying. I know. I thought Davis Mills was going to be that first. Like I thought he was going to be the rookie quarterback to finally beat Bill Belichick, man. Yeah, I love the Colts in this spot. I was a little bit higher on the Colts than most coming into this season. And I was, I was wrong. Uh, but Wentz? Wentz has been just all right for Indianapolis, but that was the best version. And he's mm -hmm. not the reason that they're losing these games, man, but they're starting to finally get a little healthier. T.Y. Hilton's been practicing this week, so they're going to be getting him back. Jonathan Taylor, like, just keep feeding this guy the ball. Um, the problem with them is their offensive line. Like, after finally improving that offensive line, after they retired Andrew Luck before he hit 30, they finally built an offensive line, but now they're just beat up. No Quentin Nelson, that obviously hurts. Still, I like them in this spot, man. They need the victory. They only got one win right now. They're still alive, like, believe it or not, at one and four. I mean, it's a 17, it's 17 games now, man. And so uh -huh. I like the Colts in this spot at home. It is the Texans. I think Davis Mills comes back down to earth this Sunday, and I think the Colts win by two scores. Schedule gets easier for the Colts, much more challenging for the Titans. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, it's the best version of Wentz that we have seen in years. All right, Horvy, on the way out, give me your favorite college football plays for today. All right, so for today, I absolutely love the my favorite one. If you could find a 24 23 and a half, 23, I would still play it, but that's probably my limit. I'm going under in the first half. Michigan State on the road 
One of the surprise teams in the Big Ten. They're 6-0, man, number 10 in the country. Nobody saw this coming. Indiana's been a little bit of a letdown, except for, for me, because I played their season win total under. Uh, they were beat up heading into the season at the quarterback position. I don't see a lot of points being scored in the first half. I think both teams are going to look to run the football. I like both defenses. Give me the under in the first half, 24. And then a play that I have to make. I hate that I have to make it. Today's big one, man. You got New York's football team taking on Chicago's football team, Chicago's Big Ten team. Now, I know not everybody will probably be able to bet on this game. I love Rutgers to beat Northwestern. Oh, yep, Rutgers on the money line, minus 130 against Northwestern. They stink this year. I love Pat Fitzgerald. That's not a good team. Uh, give me Rutgers. I can't even bet on it. All right, I got another one for you then. <laughs> okay, I got another on. one. Go with uh, Iowa State today. Another team that I have their season win total over on is Kansas State. It was five and a half. They're sitting there, man. They're three and two. They're beat up right now. They're, they got a bunch of injuries. They're at home taking on Iowa State, who maybe we overrated a little bit once again. Maybe we overrated Matt Campbell and, and Purdy and all those dudes. Mm -hmm. But they're six and a half point road favorites. I think they win this game by a touchdown today. They need all the wins that they could get, especially Matt Campbell. Like we were talking about this guy, like he might be the next head coach of USC or a big program. He's sitting there at three and two. He needs this one. I think they win this game by a touchdown today. Give me Iowa state six and a half point road favorites against Kansas state, uh, six 30 kickoff. That's Ryan Horvat. He hosts bet MGM tonight, weeknight, six to 10 PM on the BetQL network. Horvey, Great information as always. Uh, once a month, we'd like to visit with you here on Early Odds, and we appreciate all your insight today. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Our weekly contributor, Jim Miller, tells me that he wants to discuss an NFL season-long prop bet, and we'll go over the best survivor plays of the week. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app. Looking for somewhere to watch the Bears take on the Packers this weekend? Swing by PointsBet Sportsbook in Crestwood at 13148 Rivercrest Drive. We've got free swag, good food, drinks, and big TVs that are perfect for watching the Bears. Plus, after the game, stick around and meet Paige Speronic. Paige will be hanging out, answering some questions, taking photos, and hosting a putting challenge. Join that putting challenge and win free bets. You get 25 bucks for a try and 100 if you sink it in. Come by Points Bet Crestwood this Sunday, 13148 Rivercrest Drive. Welcome back into Early Odds, Sports Radio 670. The score, I'm with you every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. My name is Joe Ostrowski, and also with me every single Saturday, Jim Miller from Points Bet over at Hawthorne Racecourse. Good morning, Jim. Morning, Joe. Yeah, think about it. If you make a putt, you can get 100 bucks worth of bets. That's not a bad deal by any means, my friend. Yeah, and uh, I, I love to see it. And something else I love to see. We're going into week number six. Still no juice. It's insane, isn't it? They talked about that with points, but at the start of the season, they were doing no juice for the month of September and then no juice for a couple of weekends of college football. And you and I both said, how long is this going to carry on? And then they went into the first week of October. Now they went another week and now we're going another week. So week six of the NFL, still no juice. We talk about the importance time and again and again of the difference that can make in your margins from being a losing better to be a winning better. And it is. It's extended again. It's a great thing that PointsBet is doing, and hopefully they continue to do it throughout the season. 
All right, we're going to get to some survivor. I mentioned last week that we're going to touch on this each and every week until you get knocked out and then you lose complete interest. Then you don't want to talk about it anymore because then you're reminded. <laughs> I won't bring up what happened with the Raiders last week. We'll get to that in a minute. You said that you have a favorite play for week number six. Where are we looking? All right, now it's not even week six, Joe, but you and I talk about looking at some weird wagers throughout the course of the season. Now, here's one that I was looking at for different odds. And here's what it is. Worst record in the NFL. And looking at what the odds were this morning. All right. Number one is the Detroit Lions. And Detroit, to me, is a team that actually could possibly have, they should have two wins, could possibly have three. But I saw them at plus 175. Next was Jacksonville. They were at plus 300. But here's the play that I wanted to ask you about. You go down to the fifth team on this list for worst regular season record. And it's the New York Giants, and they're a plus 1,600. And we talked about it. Saquon Barkley was out again. Every single wide receiver is hurt. Daniel Jones got a concussion last weekend. They had a chance to get a win earlier in the season against Atlanta, and they didn't do it. And the rest of their schedule, there's no gimmies in there by any means. I think this could be a decent wager. So I want to get your thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, upcoming schedule, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, none of those are that easy. Tampa Bay down the road. Chargers, of course, the Cowboys once again. They got they lost to them last week. They're going to host them later on in the year. We're going to see them against our Bears. Here's the thing that's confusing about the Giants. The offense has not been as bad as I thought it would be. Right. And the defense has been much worse than I thought it would be. And as you mentioned, they're dealing with a ton of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. And I didn't like them coming into the season because they never addressed the offensive line like they should have. What do you have in Daniel Jones? That's it. I mean, are you buying in or not? Worst record, Jacksonville, Detroit, those teams you mentioned at the start, are they going to be worse? Here's what I find funny. I bet this specific market earlier this week. And okay. it's, not, it's not the one you were talking about. I know it's probably not going to happen, but the odds were just too much. I couldn't pass it up. Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson out this week. How long is he out? I don't know. Seattle's not saying. In the offseason, he didn't want to play. He submitted the teams that he would like to be traded to. Is Russell Wilson going to rush his way back in a potentially lost season. It might be Geno Smith the rest of the way. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. I just think there's a long shot chance that Seattle does have the worst record because we might not see Russell Wilson again. And hey, they already have two wins. So for that to be live, <laughs> he could probably only win one more time. Right. But Jim, I got it at 500 to one. And I think that's a great wager because I think you're right. Three is probably going to be the number. It could be two. And you look at their schedule, they don't have any gimmies either the rest of the way. Detroit, I still think, is going to find a way to win a couple of games. The Jets, you don't know. But, man, they got to be a little bit better. Jacksonville, I mean, Jacksonville was a team that people picked in our survivor contest in week one. It's really interesting, the dynamic, the injuries. You're right. The Russell Wilson injury. Is a huge injury. Saquon Barkley is the same way for the Giants. They list him as limited. They list him as doubtful. You don't know if he's going to be what he was. Definitely mm -hmm. worth looking into both of them. Okay. Uh, how about some survivor looks? Yes. 
the Raiders one. We've, we've got a review. Yep. How, how did you feel about your process overall? It was weird. The, the process, and I look at the process always early in the week, and we talked about this last week too. You want to avoid the potential to be part of that knockout blow that knocks out a massive amount of the pool. And that's what I was trying to avoid last week. So I went with the Raiders and I went with Tennessee. All of a sudden, the late in the week distractions brought mm-hmm. on by everything surrounding John Gruden made it a really tough play to stick behind. But I'm one of those who I talked about it. I promoted it. I'm going to stick behind it. But then you look at the way the pool was. I think our logic was right, Joe. I mean, Minnesota, basically, it was a miraculous comeback to avoid knocking out half of the remaining people that were still in the pool. Then you look at the Patriots. They were down multiple scores and somehow come back. Then you look at Indianapolis against the Ravens. They were up and should have wrapped that game up. There was the potential for all of these survivor pools in a matter of three games to lose 70 to 75% of the pool last week. I think the logic was right. Fortunately, I played it a certain way because I had two remaining surviving picks. I got to switch now and I got only one alive and just try to find that team that's going to win for sure each week. In the Circus Sports Survivor Pool that I'm in, these were the three most popular plays, Minnesota, New England, and Baltimore. If those three go down like they very well could have, it was going to knock out 90% of the people that were still alive at that time. So, yeah, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. When you look back at week five, it looked very clean. Almost nobody got knocked out. But, man, it it was uh, quite chaotic. And one of those weeks is coming soon. I'm just not sure when it's going to happen. Minnesota tried their damnedest to give that game (laughs) away. Uh, The Ravens needed one of the great Monday night football comebacks of all time to pull that off. Shades of Bears-Cardinals, right? The Devin Hester-Brian Erlacher game. Yep. And then the thing about it, too, is you see this in the NFL. And we've talked time and again and again, Joe. There's... Only maybe a handful, maybe three or four great teams in the NFL. It could be that every other team in the NFL is just wildly mediocre and they're just going to beat up on one another. And when you see these survivor pools too, where you only get to use a team once, Mm -hmm. you have to start looking down the calendar a little bit to see who's going to be available for you two weeks from now, three weeks from now, four weeks from now, while still trying to survive to get to that point. Well, I know a lot of people are going to be on the Colts this week because they are double-digit favorites. They may not be double-digit favorites ever again this season. They're facing Houston, even though they do have the Jets and Jaguars later on in the year. What is your favorite survivor play this week? You know what? For me, we just talked about the Giants. I'm going to try to beat the Giants. The Rams are my survivor play for this week. I think they're sitting right around nine and a half right now. Daniel Jones coming back. Yes, that's something that's going to help the Giants. I have no clue who he's going to throw the ball to, so it may not matter at all. So I'm going to stick with the Rams. Again, I'm in a position now with one remaining selection that I just have to win and survive and move to the next week, so that's the route I'm going to go. I'm going Chiefs at Washington football team. Who thought before the season that the football team would have one of the worst defenses in the NFL, but that's where we are. The Chiefs, a bumpy start to the season, but they faced four Super Bowl contenders in their first five weeks. You talk about a get-right spot for Pat Mahomes. Here we are. I expect him to have a terrific game. Chiefs are going to win at Washington. And the other angle, Jim, it was surprising for me to see, uh, looking down the schedule, not a lot of opportunities you want to use KC. They've got the Giants and the Raiders later on, but they've got a tough schedule all season. So I'm going KC. 
I like it. And the KC's not stopping a whole lot of teams right Nobody. now. Nobody. They do have to start winning some games. And Washington's not going to score a lot of points, so this could be the right week for them. Right. That That's always concerning because they cannot stop anyone. But what's the ceiling for Heineke's offense? Right. Uh, what about the horses today? All right, so we had a good week last week. All three of the horses we picked all hit the board and made us some money. So we're going back to Hawthorne this week again. We'll bet them all across the board on Saturday. Race two, bet the two horse, may we all. Race seven, bet the two, chain mail. And race eight, bet the five, a ride, Richie ride. And we'll see if we can make some more money, Joe. Jim Miller, Hawthorne Racecourse. Visit him at the Points Bet Sportsbook over at Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, we'll talk next week. Oh, you got it. Thanks, Joe. Have a good weekend. Before Jim, we had my guy Ryan Horvat of the BetQL Network drop by for a deep dive into various betting angles for Bears, Packers, and the rest of the Week 6 NFL card. In case you missed it, there's a rewind feature on the Odyssey app or subscribe to the Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski podcast. It will be posted shortly. I'll have my four appearances Tuesday through Friday on The Score and each and every weekday. Catch me 8 to 11 a.m. on BetQL Daily. Find it. On 105.9 FM HD2, 105.9 FM HD2. You can also search BetQL Daily on the Odyssey app. And we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL, weekdays 8 to 11 a.m. Links all on my Twitter account, at Joe0670, at Joe0670. We're one game into the ALCS. The NLCS begins tonight with the Dodgers as massive favorites to get by the Braves. And the Dodgers, the prohibitive favorites to win the World Series, plus 125, bet 100 to win 125. Bruce Levine and David Hall will cover it all next on Inside the Clubhouse, maybe a little more Sox postmortem as well. Cash some tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 